0: DM us on Instagram, and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, what's up? What's up? How are you? I am really excited, Ashley. (laughs) We're about to talk about a movie with my number one, Ryan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think most of us. It's our number one, Ryan, except for what's the project we talked about where they put Ryan Philippi first? Remember oh, that? I
0: don't remember it because it was two separate ones. It was run, it was the, run world. the world.
1: It was run the world.
0: Because the other one was the Chris situation, right? And that
1: was just in Sex, Lies, of
0: College Girls. No, it was run go. the
1: world where they put Ryan Philippi first. Yeah, that's that's negative. That's but, a negative.
0: Yeah. Someone from generation uh, X wrote the <laughs> script.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we don't know where y'all are coming from with these lists, so we're gonna correct that. This is definitely our favorite, Ryan, the Ryan Reynolds, and we are recapping the Adam Project today, guys. As we talked Yay! about in our headlines and hot topic segment, this has been quite popular on Netflix since it dropped on March 11th. Um, it has been a Netflix top ten, but really number one for the most part. Runtime about one hour and 45 minutes. Quick summary, after accidentally crash landing in 2022, time-traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12-year-old self on a mission to save the future. Director Sean Levy, as we mentioned again last week, this is a reunion of Ryan Reynolds and Sean from Free Guy, which we loved. Also, Sean is slated to direct Deadpool 3 cast Ryan Reynolds as adult Adam Walker Scoble as young Adam Mark Ruffalo as Lewis Jennifer Garner as Ellie Zoe Saldana as Laura Katherine Keener as Maya Alex Mallory Jr. as Christos Reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, 68% critic score, 77% audience score, and 93% of Google users give this film a thumbs up. Delora, what is your grade for the Netflix project, The Atom Project?
0: (laughs) Man, this was such a fun movie. And the fact that we got a chance to watch it at home, very excited about that. It did give me notes of other movies we've seen um we talked about this last week with the marvel (laughs) marvel universe it was giving me some of those vibes overall favorite ryan i mean i love the cast i love jen i love zoe i love mark and so with that i give this project a b plus
1: b plus all right we're in the same ballpark my grade is a B predictable, but again, Marvel yes. loving cast. Okay, we have Deadpool, we have the Hulk, and we have Electra in one freaking family. We and have, then we have Zoe, Z- yes, as the love interest, like it's just it's almost too much to fathom, and then. Jen Garner, Mark Ruffalo reunion. And it just had so much heart. I think that really is what made it stand out for me um, in terms of this particular film, given that it was more of an action comedy.
0: Catherine is Miss Incredible though. Or not, she's in the Credibles. I'm sorry. She's not Miss Incredible. That's Holly Hunter, of course. So they got good checks coming to them.
1: (laughs) And you know what? I read that Tom Cruise was originally going to star in this project when it was in development about 10 years ago. Would you have enjoyed it as much with a different leading man, particularly Tom Cruise?
0: I just think it would have been an entirely different movie. You have the signature sarcasm of Ryan Reynolds. You're not going to get that with Tom Cruise. If anything, Tom Cruise, when it comes to humor, is the type that's very serious and that he needs like a funny counterpart, right, that he can play off of. But He wouldn't have been able to carry the role. The role would have been very serious. It would have been a very, you know what I mean? Like earth saving mission versus we're saving the earth, but we're going to have fun while doing it.
1: I think you said it perfectly because the article I was reading where it was mentioning it was basically saying they feel like the stunts would have been better with Tom Cruise, obviously, because Tom Cruise is so into doing his own stunts and all of that. And I get that. We've seen him do the pilot thing, Top Gun, all of that. Yeah, yeah, rah, rah.
0: Jumping off buildings.
1: (laughs) But Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. He adds such levity. He adds such humor. He adds heart. Um, He also, in my opinion, played so well off of his younger self. You know what I mean? Like him and young Adam. Yeah. I just love their little chemistry. So I'm happy that this is the direction the film went in because I really enjoyed it with this cast. So let's get into it. Spoiler alert, guys. We start the film in the year 2050, a mere 28 years from now where time travel apparently exists. We meet Adam, who has stolen a plane is injured and is on the run. He makes a time jump to the year 2022 where his 12-year-old self is struggling with bullies in school and grief from the death of his father over a year earlier. He's also stressing his mother the F out. It doesn't take much time for young Adam to realize the stranger who crashed landed in the backyard is him from the future. Same scar, wearing his dad's watch, etc. cetera. Delora, would this have been an easy peel for you to swallow at 12?
0: I was the kid that didn't believe in Santa Claus like ever. So why would I believe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to the future me. I would have been like, does Jesus know about this? You know what I mean? <laughs> that was very serious about my salvation at that age as well so uh yeah no no how about you
1: i think i would have believed this because <laughs> i have always lived in this fantasy almost of thinking that a lot of things that most people don't think exist do even down to like Mm -hmm. some people don't believe that like spirits are really out here and ghosts and things exactly I had a whole conversation with somebody recently Dora, where I was like listen I don't do ghosts because I believe they really exist he was like really I was like absolutely I think that ghosts exist and they are around so I just feel like there are certain things that some people are just so adamantly against that like as a child especially when you're still in that era of like being more malleable yeah 12 you it would not have been a stretch for me to think like oh shit this could be real now is that a good thing not necessarily because I feel like it could have been a little more violent like if a stranger Mm -hmm. rolls up to my house I'm black So it still is going to be an issue and I still, hopefully I don't have a gun in the house because (laughs) I may end up shooting my older self.
0: And it's a gender situation too, because I think it would have been a little different if it were a girl in some ways thinking of it, it shouldn't be, but I don't know that thought just came to me,
1: but no, that's a great point. Would it be less scary if you see a woman as a woman, then it would be a guy because obviously a guy could be trying to overpower you more mm-hmm. so or do something more physically dangerous. Do you think you would have recognized yourself at all as a grown up? Like if you were 12, you think you were like, hey, you kind of look like me.
0: Yeah, because I come from a family that looks exactly like themselves <laughs> at birth. You know, some people were like, what? That was you? Oh, my God. No, we all know. Y'all same do face. have some
1: strong genes. Y'all do.
0: Uh, David and I actually were talking about Amara the other day. You know, parents do this thing where they brag about their kids, especially when they're babies and young and toddlers and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, Amara was cute from birth. You know, like some kids be like, you're like, ooh, what's going on here? You know, you got to wait a couple of months to see the cuteness. <laughs> But Amara has had the same face since birth. So that, I'm just saying, long line of people looking exactly the same. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the only thing that, that really would have sealed the deal, too, is I do feel like there may be that, like, hey, you kind of look like, even if you don't look like, oh, this is me, oh, mm-hmm. it will be like, is this, are you a long-lost family member? Right, are like, you my auntie? Exactly. Like, what is
0: going on? <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. So that may have saved you from a bullet as well, uh, growing up Ashley. Um <laughs> We find out, (laughs) especially a 12-hour tomboy. Yeah, you definitely could have got these hands. We find out that adult Adam is on a rescue mission and didn't mean to land in 2022, but was aiming for 2018. Young Adam ends up playing a critical role in helping out with the jet, which was damaged in his escape. Since, of course, the plane is coded to his DNA, like all future tech, apparently, and won't clear him to fly injured. While doll Adam and the plane recover, he's forced to stay put, which he does not seem too thrilled about. Whereas young Adam says, this is amazing. What did you think about the dynamic between young Adam and his mom? In one scene after an encounter with a date she had, she even tells Adam he can be a real jerk sometimes. She has way
0: too much patience because again, in my family, we don't tell people that they're jerks because we nip those bad behaviors in bud at a very, <laughs> very, very young age. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like you might be upset today, but this is not an ongoing behavior that we're going to tolerate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> at least one thing I can say for this character of Adam is as opposed to certain children I've seen portrayed in television and movies, at least he, to me, was not blatantly disrespectful to his mother. He had a mouth. I don't think so? No, no, no. When I say that, I'm saying because I said in one of my last few shows that we did that Better Things was one of my hidden gems. And those kids are yeah. downright crazy disrespectful calling their mother out of her name, all sorts of things. Now that's that's some non-black situations for the most part, because you're not gonna call your mama <laughs> out her name. In a black household and not have some type of severe repercussions,
0: right? Seriously. But and I look say alone that, would yeah. just be
1: <laughs> but, but I I'm- say that because I feel like he was more so just like really sarcastic and like mm. not very affectionate versus just being like outright like harsh or crazy with his behavior. But I do think it was funny
0: when she called him a
1: jerk. I was like, so we we, we gotta call him. We got to call our kids
0: jerks. You got to call the spade a spade sometimes.
1: We got to call our kids jerks because to your point, it definitely obviously needed to be nipped in the bud. And as adult Adam says, 30 years later, and you still get sick every time you think about the way that you treated her, your mother should be cherished. Now, given what we have not talked about again, really in depth is that they're both dealing with grief and the loss of the father his father her Mm -hmm. husband and it seems like instead of growing closer to his mother adam is
0: distancing himself He's
1: more distant and he's handling his grief in a way in which he doesn't really seem to have much empathy for what his mother is also going through
0: and i feel like that's part of the grace she's probably showing him as well indeed
1: When the Adams make a run to the drugstore, they encounter the bullies that have been beating Adam up in school. Instead of initially intervening, adult Adam coaches his 12-year-old self to stand up and fight, which does not end well. What'd you think
0: of adult Adam's handling of this situation? I feel like he was in a tricky situation, right? Because we heard him say, you needed to lose this fight, right? So in some ways, I can't help you. (laughs) But in in others, let me give you some advice and I guess Adam should have realized that he was hard-headed and wasn't going to follow exact advice and then you know little Adam got punched in the face. <laughs> I just it I, I understand an older person or you know in the time travel conversation the older you understanding pivotal moments that's needed for your building blocks. Right. So it was a tough situation, but then, you know, he ended up having to ha- handle it anyway. <laughs> exactly.
1: And my thing is Adam has gotten his ass kicked quite enough at this point. Like we, Adam has been suspended multiple times. Yeah. He's been bullied for a while. It sounds like, so I don't think this one fight was going to be make or break. And I think what hurt me you don't in the think scene, so. no, no. I, and that's another thing that I found so interesting is like, you're already here. You're already disrupting the entirety of the time construct as we know it just with your presence. So you intervening in this one fight, sir, was not going to be the end of the world. But also, Delora, what hurt me in this scene was I could see the humiliation that young Adam felt to get his ass kicked in front of his adult self. Because it's still like, you know. This is embarrassing. You couldn't just help a brother. We, I am you. You are me, and I started to feel like there was a level of almost disdain that Adult Adam had for Young Adam. Like he mentioned multiple times, like, "Oh, I did. really don't like you," yeah, and you really get on my nerve. So I feel like that was part of it too. Like it's not just that mm. you feel like he, you know, that this was so crucial. I feel like you also just did not like him that much, and
0: that, and I mean, you didn't like yourself. Can you imagine how hard he worked to distance himself from? And that's what kid? he said. He yeah. was like,
1: I've spent so much time trying to get away from you. We'll get to that at the very end, though. I don't want to give away anything just yet. But mm-hmm. I do feel like that was another element of it. So I felt for a little 12-year-old Adam because I was thinking the same thing. Like, huh, you got all these muscles. You just grown man. You tell him you couldn't stop from me getting beat
0: up just this one time? He did tell him to go for the jewels and he didn't do it. <laughs>
1: He tried, he tried to stand up. He was little. He, he he mustered as much energy as he could. Poor thing. When Adult Adam encounters his mother at a bar, they have a heart-to-heart. This is actually one of my favorite scenes.
0: It's actually my favorite scene. I have that in my notes. I'm like, stars.
1: <laughs> it seemed to mean a lot to him to provide her with some comfort, right? Because again, he's mentioned the fact that after all this time, it still makes him sick to think about the way he used to treat her. And she seems to get a sense that he's not a stranger by the end of the conversation. You mentioned this is your favorite scene, but what else did you think about this scene? Do you think you would have recognized him as your child?
0: No, she was so preoccupied with, you know, going to work, maintaining the household, taking care of her son. She obviously was a regular, <laughs> regular, right? like, she's like, let me go ahead and get my wine. Okay. <laughs> like. <laughs> so no, I don't think she was sitting up like, you know what, you look like my son 30 years from now. Um, <laughs> but I just thought it was so beautiful because you know, Jen is amazing and she plays this mother. Although I need for her to kick some ass again. No,
1: let's take it back to the alias days.
0: Please, Electra. But she has found her niche in this, you know borderline America's mom because she she perpetuates it on her social media as well but it was so beautiful and I mean did we know Ryan had the range I think we did but it was beautiful (laughs) to see him in that space compared to the sarcastic side that we get all the time from him
1: as mother loving children I think that this scene was so touching too because you just think about what it would be like to get to experience your mother at a time maybe when she would have really needed you in the past and provide her with that type of comfort like that was another thing I thought about was like what if you got to go back in a moment where you know your mother was really dealing with something hard and you almost got to be that like voice of reason or that friend she didn't know she needed like it was just so sweet to me in that way as well
0: this is my favorite scene but I am not going to lie there was a moment where I'm like please don't have her try to hit on him or mm-hmm. something like that I'm like giving me back to the future vibes like please yes just keep, it, keep it straight and narrow
1: <laughs> I, that thought too because obviously Ryan Reynolds is a handsome man but I'm glad they didn't make it horse weird horse yeah at the bar. I'm like, glad they didn't make every it every weird day. because that was super weird in back to the future super yes. weird So the rescue mission that Adam is on is to save his wife, Laura, who was presumed dead after a time jump, supposedly due to a plane malfunction during reentry. But he's not buying it because she was the best pilot in the program, apparently. She wrote the Mm -hmm. book on reentry. So he says, Adam's dad's former partner, Maya Sorian, is the one hunting him. She got rich after his dad's death, bought all the tech, and controls time travel in the future. When Maya and her security head, Christos, track Adam down in 2022, fighting, of course, ensues. And surprise, surprise, Laura is alive and shows up to help. Can I just say, I love Zoe Saldana in an action role.
0: I was like, come through Colombiana exactly. come through. Uh, I need and to it, rewatch Colombiana. I mean, just her as her, you know, not her as a blue person or a green person. <laughs> just her kicking butt, shooting guns and taking names. I love it, love it, love it. Absolutely. Laura had found out the truth, which is why they
1: tried to kill her. That Maya had traveled back to 2018 to give her younger self intel Stock tips, removal of political obstacles, etc. When the Adam Project created by his father first went online, allowing for the possibility of time travel, this is another to me kind of reference to Back to the Future. Because remember, Biff did this, yeah, and that's how Biff got rich.
0: And I also felt like it's always very rich that people who create these technology create these rules, but they break them on a regular basis because. throughout the movie adam would say oh you're not supposed to do this you're not supposed to do that and then you know they find out that people have been been doing it and just been changing the record (laughs) the logs yeah insane
1: aka maya um they gave another reference to futuristic films when they talked about the terminator because apparently 2050 sucks and is kind of terminator style which who wants that nobody
0: no one and Adam is technically younger than us. Did you gather that?
1: I didn't think about that, but wow. I did it.
0: And it's been like blowing my mind. I wow. was like, Ooh.
1: <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> you have a good point. Cause in 28 years, we will not be 44 years old. So <laughs> no, there you go. What'd you think of the chemistry between Zoe Saldana and Ryan Reynolds?
0: Where have they been on my life? Mm. I, loved I, mm. loved I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. How about you? You don't seem so convinced. I
1: wasn't. I felt like Ryan wasn't putting his back into it. <laughs> I felt like... <laughs> And I love the clip circulating on the press tour of a kid asking Ryan if his kissing scenes were real. And he's like, how do I answer this? Um, Yes, but I didn't mean it. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt like that perfectly summed it up. You did, but you didn't really mean it because I still just felt like you were not given 100%. I felt like you still had Blake on your mind and I need you to focus. I needed you to focus. Oh, well-
0: they're perfect together. <laughs> I but, know.
1: And you but don't but, but he's after you cannot have your personal life overshadow. I'm supposed to still be able to be in disbelief about your reality.
0: Ashley, when was the last time Ryan Reynolds wasn't Ryan Reynolds in a movie though?
1: You know, I've heard this argument, but I felt like he had pretty good chemistry in Free Guy with my girl Jodie Comer. Like, I felt like they had really good chemistry. Now, granted, had the that quiet, was really different.
0: Subtle. They had the slow burning type of chemistry, right? It wasn't so blatant because I don't. Oh, they kissed probably like once in that movie, I think. Yeah.
1: well they had that really good kiss at like the ice cream stand yeah. and yeah you know what I mean he seemed like he was so into it whereas in this he's supposed to be madly so passionately in love with this woman that he's willing to alter time
0: yeah I need to I feeling. don't know I need you I to put your back anything, in it baby <laughs> if anything what I gathered was this I did love them together but to your point I would say maybe he was so shocked that she was finally there that I mean, I don't know, but he played the more, the, the widower very well. Like I felt like I did get him longing her, Mm -hmm. but that in some ways, maybe he didn't know what to do when he finally got to her in some ways, but I, I don't know. Zoe was into it. Too. I was about to say, she well, rammed
1: him up against that door, and I was here for did. it. Yeah. I was here for it. Zoe put her back into it, and I appreciated it. <laughs> this is also a very family-friendly film, guys, and we understand that. It's, it's made for the whole family to enjoy. Unfortunately, their reunion is short-lived. Laura is killed by Maya while stalling so that the Adams can go back to 2018 to find their dad and ensure time travel is never created. Adam's dad, Lewis, played by Mark Ruffalo, which is so funny because we just talked about Mark Ruffalo. (laughs) He's a college professor when we encountered him back in 2018. What was the conversation again? We were talking about Just Like Heaven with him
0: and Reese Witherspoon. Yes, because I rewatched it and I loved it. Mm -hmm. Peak, early 2000 rom-com. Yes.
1: Yes. For those who did not get that Nicolas Cage sweater with John Travolta's name that a student was wearing, by the way, I loved it. Face Off reference kids. Yes. One of my favorite action films. If you have not seen it, go back and watch it. It was it was amazing.
0: It was amazing. Very
1: memorable. I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. Oh, love that movie. Anyway. <laughs> doesn't take <laughs> Doesn't take more than a hard look for their dad to realize the Adams are there from the future. So this is going back to my question about his mom recognizing him. Cause the dad, literally, he, he said one thing in the audience, the dad looks at him for a minute. And he's like, Adam, I, I just felt like it was just very quick. But then again, he was the one working on the time travel technology. Right. So it's a little more believable for him.
0: It was in the realm of possibility for exactly. sure. Yeah.
1: He was not here for them being there, though, given, again, the ramifications, and was so adamant that he did not want to hear any details about the future. Maya makes a return visit to her younger self in 2018 again as well to discuss Adam. We hear what really drove Maya's plans, loneliness, from giving her life to her work and wanting to ensure her legacy. The younger Maya was the toughest thing about this movie for me. She did not look realistic. That was hard.
0: Uh, It was very bad (laughs) to the point where I was like, why? Because I'm sure that was a lot of money to put, you know, her face on that woman. Because I'm sure it was a body double at the end of the day, but just the CGI face. I don't like it when movies do that they did that for that um Scorsese De Niro movie and they've done it they actually you remember they did it for Ant-Man too for Michael Douglas and Mm -hmm. um Michelle Pfeiffer yeah they do it a lot with
1: trying to age the actors down but this one I mean she almost looked like she was a character out of a Co- not a comic book but of a video game I was gonna say she plays in into the, a film
0: in the metaverse at this rate
1: exactly what were your thoughts on Maya's motivations for her actions throughout this film
0: it it was pretty simple to me it was out of greed like there was opportunity greed and power I think those were the two motivators for her I didn't really i know she was a bad guy but to me she wasn't as menacing as you know, she could have been not mm. to say, I didn't feel, I mean, I, I really didn't feel anything towards her besides him trying to, you know, outrun her. Right. I really didn't have much of an emotional attachment to her at all. Does that make any sense? You know, like, you know, some bad guys, you really, really hate. Like for example, Glenn Close for many years, I had major problems with her because I hated her so much as Corella. <laughs> She played that role so well that I was like, I couldn't look at her for, for a minute, you know? Catch those
1: puppies. Yeah, she was a really good villain. Even Fatal Attraction. I mean, she plays villain. But was good. she the villain? Yes. She was still <laughs> the villain. Yes. She was a woman scorned. Yeah, that doesn't uh, give you license to do certain things. Let's be clear. What yes. the bunny do? What did the bunny do?
0: But to the Marvel point earlier, everything with her name on it was giving me stark vibes. Mm -hmm. It was like soaring everywhere, you know, fancy laboratory, big fancy building. That's a great reference. It was definitely giving me stark enterprises for sure.
1: So I will say that what I found interesting was the idea that loneliness and all of this was driving her wanting to ensure a legacy because it's still so rooted in selfishness like she kept saying you never got the bigger picture and all this stuff as if there was a Thanos reasoning behind it of it being bigger than her it being about for being the greater good or anything like that it was really everything she did was so rooted in selfishness And because of that, I feel like it just like rotted her from the inside out because as we see her younger self still had a moral compass. Her younger self still was not for a lot of the things that the older version of her wanted to do. And so I just think that that, to your point, greediness, that selfishness just kind of really corrupted her. And I I couldn't justify her actions because to your point, there are some villains such as Killmonger who I can relate to and understand and have some level of empathy for their mission. Hers, I could not. There was some animosity between adult Adam and his father, feeling like he'd always put science first. It took a combo with young Adam for him to be reminded of what their relationship was really like. Now, I said the scene between um, adult Adam and his mother was one of my favorite. This is my absolute favorite. Adult Adam had come to hate his father because it was easier than missing him, essentially.
0: Mm, As young
1: Adam said, I think it's easier to be angry than it is to be sad. Do you think it'd be helpful to have that recall on some of your childhood memories?
0: Mm, That's a great question. And obviously I'm having to think about childhood memories that like made me sad, for example, right? And it's like, what's the root of that sadness, right? Was it not feeling accepted for your full self in some way? Or, you know, uh, not feeling like you were heard (laughs) in others. Or loved
1: in this case.
0: Yeah, that's a great, great conversation that they had for sure. When you settle on an emotion, because I do believe you, you know, the human brain is constantly filtering its environment, right. And putting it in particular categories because the grief was so much, it probably isn't easier to think about angry things. And you can just pinpoint certain memories like, oh, you were never there, you know, work over everything. But in fact, that was not necessarily the full picture. At all. Yeah.
1: I loved it so much because I do wish that I had my younger versions of myself to remind me of the realities, because I feel like some traumas that we hold on to are more imagined than real. Like in this case, he was saying, oh, dad bought us the the little baseball thing because he he didn't want to play catch with us. Lies. Dad Mm. bought that for us because we went past the toy store all the time and we begged him for it. And so he bought it and he still came home and played catch with us every night. Like Mm -hmm. memories are faulty, right?
0: They can be, but I, I feel like I gained more perspective as an adult than I did as a kid. And mind you, I was a very mindful child, (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like as an adult, I feel like I'm able to give grace to, you know family, teachers, environments, what have you, than I was when I was younger though.
1: I think that's fair. And I think young Adam makes mention of that when he says, I know you're older than me and therefore wiser than me, but I still think if there are things that we have held on to, for instance, I know I've definitely held on to certain things from my childhood. Yeah. I think having the ability to go back and have those memories reconciled with the actual reality of a moment or of a situation would be helpful because I do think memories still can get distorted. Now to your point, mm-hmm. you work, try to work to get over them. You try to work to give grace. But what if you could go back and you immediately get this shock of like, that's not even what really happened. Why have I been holding on to that for yeah. 25 years? You know what I mean? And I'm I, I think that could be valuable for a lot of people mm-hmm. that may save some therapy costs right there. <laughs>
0: Right. Or just being okay. Cause I mean, I say that I, I'll look at the situation and I try to analyze it and, and, you know, try to reconcile my emotions, but it's okay to feel as well. It's okay to feel how you feel in the moment. That's okay. Right. And that's a lesson that I feel like I have to learn. Cause I've always reasoned everything away. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Feel those feelings so that they don't continue to bubble up in mm-hmm. various ways. We finally get that Jen Garner, Mark Ruffalo reunion over an hour into the film. 13 going on 30 fans
0: rejoice. <laughs> oh happy day I'm sorry <laughs> or thriller I should be singing thriller there you go <laughs> I
1: read um interviews from them uh to prep for the pod and they were just both saying how they were just so happy to be back on screen together even though they didn't have many scenes together whenever they had like 10 minutes to spare they mm-hmm. jumped right into a conversation to try to like catch up and they do have some ideas for some projects together so we may see more Jen Garner Mark Ruffalo on our screens guys mm. Adam's father has a change of heart about disrupting the time and helping out and shows up at Sorian headquarters to help destroy the tech and hard drive to prevent time travel of course fighting again ensues and in the grand finale Maya even took young Adam hostage for a minute again it shows how far down the moral rabbit hole she has gone tries to shoot Lewis but ends up killing her younger self instead. Ding dong, the witch is dead, Delora. <laughs> in final scenes between the Adams and Lewis, Lewis realizes he's dead in the future, but he still doesn't want to know the when or the how. Do you think that you would have that strength to not want to change your future if you knew you had passed away?
0: Yeah, because that's the only thing that's guaranteed in this life, right? I don't think I would want to know because I would, again, overthink. (laughs) I would overthink way too much. So no, I don't need it.
1: I think I agree with you. I think there would have been a time where I would have said, no, tell me because I want to fix it. But what if this is some final destination ish and death is going to follow you no matter what? If it was your time to go, maybe you're going to go in an even worse way if you try to manipulate it and not have those events happen you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. obviously in movie world I'm sure they would have made it in beautifully but in reality yeah I guess if it was my time to go it's it's probably just my time to go curious what our listeners think though if you guys have any thoughts on that feel free to let us know please that three-way catch Between adult Adam, young Adam, and Lewis, (sighs) they get some much-needed resolution, much-needed love. Was the scene between Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo in particular, was it emotional for you, or was it kind of weird watching the Hulk and Deadpool um, Mm -hmm. cry it out and hug it out?
0: Yeah, in terms of favorite scenes, this is definitely number two for me because the way that Mark had to drill it in. He was like, you are not hearing me. I love you. You are my son. I love you. I love you. I I was like, (laughs) 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 because in Big Adam's world, this is his father who has, he has not seen in years telling him the one thing he probably wanted to hear the most. This level of closure, you can't pay for this.
1: Mm. Like I said, save many therapy dollars right here. If everybody was able to have this type of experience, it was beautiful. I mean, there was moments where I was like being pulled out of it. And I'm like, wait, let me me get back into this. Let me think of this in the context of what it is. Because just the emotion of the moment, I love that even though Mark Ruffalo and Ryan Reynolds aren't that far in age in real life, there was such a wisdom still about the character Mm -hmm. of Lewis and about him playing that father that you still were so invested in like, let me correct this. Cause even remember he goes back home at one point in the scene with him and Jennifer Garner, and he's reflecting on how his son got to be the way he Mm -hmm. was and how he felt and asking, do you think he's, do you think, you know, he, Adam's lonely and all these things. And I think it just showed a level of like love and empathy that his father had, that he just had no idea of and couldn't appreciate because he was so, he lived so much in that anger and I, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So we see those echoes of time that we would heard about um, throughout the film about, oh, even if this timeline goes away, there will still be echoes. Young Adam, when he goes back to his normal timeline, shows some real love to his mom in a redo of a previous scene, gives her a real hug, and adult Adam still meets Laura in class. And we assume that they live this time happily ever after. On fixed time, right? <laughs> Give me your final thoughts, Delora, on the Atom project.
0: It was a lot of fun. I really enjoy time travel. I just realized in this conversation that Mark Ruffalo is also typecast as a physics person.
1: <laughs> He's always the smart.
0: The smart numby. guy. Yeah. AKA the Hulk. <laughs> Bruce Banner. Why doesn't he have his own movie? But uh, I digress. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the humor. The little boy was such a talent. Jennifer Gardner. Everybody Everybody understood their assignments in this role for the most part, with the exception of Ryan Reynolds and Zoe He's Aldana for you.
1: Um, <laughs> no, Zoe everyone, did her thing. I said, Ryan, I needed Ryan yeah, to put his back in. Yeah,
0: it. Yeah, Zoe did do her thing.
1: Yeah.
0: The only one who didn't understand the assignment was the decision made to have that woman's younger self (laughs) her face was it did take me out of it I'm not gonna lie but yeah a lot of fun a lot of fun I appreciate it it's the type of movie I enjoy this time of the year the sun is out it's getting warmer and we want a blockbuster and it delivered how about you
1: yeah to your point this was one I think I told you I've been anticipating because I watch, sometimes Mm I go, I skip ahead. Obviously you and I do it probably a lot too because we're trying to decide on content for the podcast. So I was looking at all the trailers of upcoming Netflix stuff and this was one that stood out to me. And I was like, ah, this is going to be so good. I think I'm really going to enjoy it. And it didn't disappoint me because again, This Marvel-centric cast, this heartfelt, you know, with still a lot of levity really made me feel good. Because I watched this for the first time on like a Friday afternoon. And I I just really, it it just gave me the feels. I just really liked it. And my girl Zoe Saldana, I didn't expect to get. And I loved. Um, Again, taking us back to an action role for her. I don't really have, beyond to your point, the issue with the lady's face, any bad words for it. I just think it was, you know, predictable and lighthearted. And sometimes that's what I'm looking for. So exactly. In this case, it's all good. Looking forward to Deadpool three. So (laughs) Delora, that is it for our recap this week. What do you have for hidden gems?
0: All right, Ashley, I have three this week. The first is a podcast it is a popular podcast called Earn Your Leisure. It's a financial podcast. Like one thing about me, I love podcasts. I love my financial podcast. I love my politics podcast, and I love my pop pop culture podcast. And this particular episode merged two things together. Uh, they interviewed Steve Harvey, and they sat down with him for a two-hour interview talking about his success, talking about Hollywood and how he maneuvered through tax issues and he never missed a payment and now he's good to go. And him owning his IP and making money with, you know, Family Feud, his new judge show, his original IP of America's Got Talent. I thought that was interesting. That that was a, a a nice nugget there. So I appreciate Steve. He's of my father's generation. He's also from Cleveland. So there's a level of like I, I always follow his career. He talks about his daughter Lori and his twin girls and everything. So it was like it was long, it, but it was a very engaging conversation, very, you know, black uncle energy for sure. <laughs> But I love it. It feels like home to me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Isn't that a song? Feels like home. Yes. My secondhand gem, Disney Pixar Turning Red, available on Disney+. Plus. It is the latest uh, animated Pixar film, and it is a hot mess, okay, (laughs) in terms of it's about an erratic 30-year-old girl who has a family history of turning into pandas it's especially going through extreme emotional you know reactions Stress. whether it was happy sad mad oh it's like a allegory to hormonal teenage years you know and it's rebellion talking about kids behavior my mom was like, oh, she was so rebellious. I'm like, mom, she was also 13 years old. Like, it's okay. Like, uh, it's not okay, but you understand what I mean. It, it comes with the territory. Yeah, the creator is around our age, Ashley. It takes place in early 2000s, so there's knots to all the things that we grew up with. The only difference is she's an Asian girl in, you know, Toronto, Canada. But okay. Y2K scare check cheesy boy band check gigapet check it was giving me all the pets. wow so check it out is it for young kids I don't know Amara has seen it the animation is beautiful the storyline was uh was it has a lot of parents debating that's all I have to say I feel like I'm okay right now because Amara is pretty aware, but I don't think she's going to gather all this behavior. I watched The Little Mermaid and I didn't turn out to be a bratty (laughs) 16-year-old. It'll be okay. My final hidden gem, The Batman. It was David's birthday weekend and we went to see the movie, which was nice because it rained all day. So the perks of having a March birthday. (laughs) you know I said I wasn't really excited about it and you know Rob looked kind of grungy but it wasn't a bad movie and I didn't feel all of the almost three-hour movie it was it was getting close but it was engaging and a lot of fun and Zoe Kravitz is everything I love her and she is definitely meant for that type of role so how about you Ashley
1: Thank you so much. I, I was going to go see the Batman this weekend, so it's still on my list. All right. I have one hidden gem this week. I actually consumed quite a few things and only one made my hidden gems list. Deep water on Hulu. I do not recommend. Okay. Let me just put that out there. I heard Sorry. that
0: it was so bad.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I was, I was like, what is the point of this? Why did I just waste almost two hours of my life? No offense to you know Ben and and Anna. No, anyway, my one hitting gem, Life and Beth on Hulu. This one stuck out. is a series created and written by Amy Schumer, also starring Michael Sierra. Ten episodes. Michael Sierra's character is actually loosely based on Amy Schumer's real life husband. It's really kind of a series that is like a reevaluation of life and childhood trauma speaking of our recap and the reevaluation of childhood traumas um she goes through quite a bit and goes through quite a journey both career-wise and within her family and her love life and I haven't really seen Amy Schumer do too many projects that aren't based totally in humor so this one I felt like like gave me more layers to Amy Schumer, especially in her. So it's not completely humor. It's not. It's not no. completely humor. No, wow. it's. It, there's some very serious moments. There's a lot of reflection and like things that she's trying to like get through, and it just showed me additional layers to her, uh, to her artistry and to her acting abilities. So, Life and Beth on Hulu, ten episodes. I recommend it, and that is my one hitting gem of this week. So, Delora that's all we got today girl yes ivy will be back on thursday with another hot topics and headlines and guys if you can believe it we are almost at episode 100
0: mind blown crazy we
1: are trying to figure out what we're going to do for our 100th episode so stay tuned for that but thank you all for sticking with us for all of these episodes thus far. We cannot tell you guys how much we appreciate y'all every single week.
0: 1,000%. And if you want to give us some suggestions, feel free to reach out on our social media page, on Facebook and Instagram. We would love to hear from you.
1: Absolutely. Until then, guys. Bye.